Check, check. Wipe, check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show is live. It's Thursday, July 21st, 11 a.m. Pacific. Thanks for uh, listening, man. 702 586 Pulp. Give us a call. Let's talk some Washugal. A two-week break after this. And then uh, we're going to go into the last four. Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. Eli Tomac now holding the red plate. After seven straight moto wins, it's been a great ride for Eli. And I guess he just won an ESPY, which is uh, a great, I guess, as well. Uh, so thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Fly Racing. Of course, Shane McElrath, Joey Savacci. Got some questions about him today. RJ Hampshire, Styles Robertson, and more. Using Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web or at motorsport.com and their 20, 22 and a half kinetic mesh is out. And it's great, man. It's my favorite line of gear they have. It's super lightweight. It's super breathable, real flexy in all the right spots. They've made some big improvements to it. The 2023 stuff is coming and uh, I've saw it. I've seen the catalog. It's great. It's got some really nice uh, colors and such in it. Uh, some cool lines. So please check it out. Fly Racing, flyracing.com coming up. Um, yeah, the 2023 stuff and more. So Jason Thomas, Dan Truman on the show today and your phone call, 702-586-7857, giving away a set of FMF goggles and a set of Zone Pro goggles from the folks at Fly. Zone Pro, same goggles that uh, JB10 wears, so thank you to the folks at uh, Fly for doing that. And thank you to the folks at FMF for giving up a pair as well. FMF Vision, a unique optics brand created in partnership with the brilliant minds who brought you 100%. Full range of goggles to meet every rider's needs, including film systems, sand goggles, over-the-glasses, youth models, and more. Upgrade your goggle arsenal with the power of FMF Vision. KP, Kyle Peters, wearing these, as well as Dean Wilson, Zach Osborne, and many other privateers out there. They got a privateer program uh, where they'll pay you cash to wear some FMF goggles, so... Go to fmfracing.com to find the application on that if you want to do it. Uh, thank you to FMF Goggles uh, as well and uh, uh, Plum Creek Funding, Maxis, Get, Pro Taper, all on board with this as well. And 702-586-7857. Got a few lines open still. Taking those cold calls, holding things down over there. He's uh, doing personal phone calls on work time, but I'm allowing it. The Tiss, let's hear Tiss, what's up? Thank you for allowing that. No problem. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, what's going um, What's going on? Just really looking forward to Dungey getting a podium this weekend. No Dunge podium at Millville. How do we feel? Does that make you sad? It does. A yeah. But yep. yeah. I thought if there was anywhere, it was going to be there or this coming weekend. So yeah. still fingers crossed. I really thought he was going to do it. I yep. did. Uh, he was almost there. Yep. All right. Let's get uh, JT on the line if we can. Uh, we'll talk some, uh, some Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships as well. Um, so lots to uh, lots to talk about when it comes to the series right now. I really, really like uh, what we're seeing from Tomac and Sexton right now, and I don't look for that to change. I'm going to ask our guests today what they think about that. Uh, one, two, seven straight motos. Anderson 
Didn't make a mistake at Millville. Looked really good, but still couldn't come anywhere close to those guys. Craig, two podiums in the last four motos, but he was 33 seconds back of the leader. Uh, so that's you know tough to do, uh, tough to accept. But yeah, um, I, I just don't know how this is going to change. We'll talk to JT and Truman about it. MXDN. We know it's Sexton and Tomac. We know that for 450s, uh, unless, uh, unless of course, um, uh, Tomac buys into the Dave Villeman MX2 plan. Uh, and then the MX2 spot's going to come down to Christian Craig or Justin Barsha. Barsha apparently is today uh, on, a, on a 250F at Glen Helen. So we'll see if we can get to the bottom of that as well. Uh, Dunge, no podium at Millville like we mentioned, but, you know, he's in the mix. Barsha's been better lately. Um, Craig stepped it up and Anderson, but... Uh, those front two guys, man. I don't know how it's going to how, – how, who's going to break into that? Washougal this weekend, tricky track, shadows, right, slippery. Nobody's ever happy with their tires when they first hit Washougal. Uh, but uh, I, I still don't see how these dudes are going to break that uh, uh, that streak. 250 class, yeah, yeah, Jet Lawrence, man. He would have won over any over, every overall so far if his motor hadn't blown. Absolutely crushing it. More and more reason to put him on a 450 next year, which I believe will happen outdoors. Um, but, yeah, tons of – Tons of good stuff going on for the Lawrence brothers, and can they can they be stopped this uh, this weekend? I, I don't know. I don't see it, man. I don't know. Shimoda's hanging tough. Joe certainly uh, stepped up his game. Uh, Justin Cooper, man, even when Cooper's ridden really well this year, he hasn't been really able to touch those guys. I don't think Justin Cooper's riding as well this year as he was last year, so there is that. I don't think he's all the way back from that foot injury. Still bothering him, but uh, interesting if we could put a – Justin Cooper from last year, who pressured Jet, beat Jet, uh, grabbed some race wins, grabbed tons of podiums, get the 2021 Cooper, drop him into this series. Where is he at? Has the uh, has the uh, Lawrence brothers elevated the game, or has Cooper, you know, with the injury, dropped back? So a lot of stuff to talk about, stuff to bench race about with uh, Dan Truman and uh, Fly Racing Zone Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? What is the weather for this weekend at Washougal? What are we looking at? Is it going to be cool? Uh... Well, I don't know about cool. It's been getting better. Um, it started, the forecast started in like the mid 80s and it's been slowly getting lower and lower. So I would say the high is going to be somewhere around 80, maybe into the 70s. So oh. definitely a little bit of a nice break. Love it. Love Washougal around that weather, that time of year. It's, it's a week. You know, look, last week was the Millville is the best track of the circuit uh, talk, and we're over that. We're on to Washougal now. Not the best track on the circuit, but the best scenery on the circuit. It is. It is. I think for the fans that don't have to go out there and ride the racetrack, it's awesome. Mm. What's, what's not to like? Um, it's a really nice venue for a race. It's just a pretty different uh, different scenario for the riders. It's, it's really challenging. It's a little bit scary. Traction's not ideal. The shadows aren't very much fun. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if you're just going and wanting to have a great time, this is a good race for it. Eating rocks up the uphill? How's that? Yeah, I mean... Eating rocks is probably not something that happens a lot. You just get pelted. Like, it's more yeah. your arms, your... Uh, I didn't mean literally eating rocks. I did yeah. not mean that. Right. Yeah. Um, but no, no, you do take take some abuse up yes. for Star Hill, especially on the start. You just... I mean, I, I literally have heard people yelling that they're, because there's so much pain going on yeah. up that hill. No, it's it's gnarly. The chest and arms of riders afterwards. You never liked Washugo when you raced. You were never a fan for all the things you mentioned, shadows and scary. And, and, and also, uh, JT, I can't help but think your mood was affected by the six-hour flight uh, from Florida to, to, to Seattle, no. to Portland. So. No, I, I didn't mind it. Okay. Um, I just... Uh, 
I don't mind the traction, even it's whatever. Like they're they're worse races for traction in my opinion than Washougal. Uh you just have to be a little bit careful. I honestly the only thing I disliked about racing Washougal mainly was the shadows. I just really felt like it was scary. Yeah. I, I couldn't see and going that fast and, and you're on the edge, you know, the whole moto, not being able to see is uh that's a little bit scary. I mean you literally cannot see like your eyes don't adjust quickly enough mm-hmm. to uh to catch up and you're flying blind for a second or two and that's in multiple sections. So yep. um other than that, it's whatever. Like I I didn't have a problem with racing Washougal. I just don't think it's one of the most fun nationals for the riders. I can't tell you how many times as a mechanic my riders would come back and be like Man, tires just don't feel good. Tires just, just, what's the air pressure? Where are we at with air pressure? Where, what are we running? What, it's like, no, nope, it's all the same, man. It is just Washougal. Just, just, that's it. Get used to that. So, yes, it's slippery. I, and I think if they were out riding on a normal day, it wouldn't be such a big deal. But, you know, when you're racing a national, you're so on the edge and you're pushing every little spot more than you would be. Um, so that, that brings a little bit more discomfort too when you just don't have that positive feel. Uh, all right, let's get into it a little bit. So seven straight one-two finishes for Tomek and Sexton. I thought Anderson could get there if he doesn't make mistakes, and he didn't really make him at Millville, but he wasn't able to get there. Um, I, I don't – who gets in – if nothing happens to Tomek and Sexton, if they just start both in the top five, who can somebody get in between them? I don't think so. I think they're, they're breaking away here. Uh, I do think it's, it's possible – um, you know, the, the question is who, you know, Anderson has had the capability to do it. So I, I think, you know, a track like this where attractions at a premium, he is very comfortable in low traction environments. The temperature is not going to be brutal, which I don't think Anderson has a fitness problem by any means, but I no, think it helps no. him a little bit more when conditions aren't so brutal. So, you know, if you're pressing me to give you a guy that could get in there, I would say Anderson. And then on a, maybe a little bit of a lesser likelihood, I think Christian Craig maybe on a track like this could mm-hmm. surprise. Um, he's really good at situations like this. He has kind of that same Marvin Muscan, like a lot of finesse, a lot of throttle control. They can find traction where others, other guys can't. Um, and this, this track just kind of makes sense when I think about how Christian rides. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, Kiefer has been big uh, on his columns on pulpamex.com and on, on social media that you know this is a great track for Sexton he's so precise he can put his front wheel wherever he needs to you know his throttle control is great all that and, mm-hmm. and I agree with all that but except have you looked at Tomac's record at Washougal it's pretty damn good pretty solid uh, yeah, yeah pretty solid. so don't you know the, I don't think this track suits Sexton or Craig who rides similar uh it also suits Eli Tomac who's just a bad dude you know yeah yeah I mean you know if you're Chase though you have to look for any sort of silver lining here or opportunity to kind of get this thing done so you know he won here last year right he can kind of hang his hat on that and you just have to stay positive like if if you're going to go off of historical record of where eli's good and bad well guess what he's good everywhere yeah like you can go back and find a reason to be pessimistic about anything when it comes to to eli tomac in the outdoor series so i think you just have to cling on to what is good and this track is good it, it works for the style it works with what he does well, and he's your defending winner. So none of that's going to matter when the gate drops, but if you're just trying to stay mentally positive, there's a little bit there for sure. Yeah, um, I agree. Should be uh, should be an interesting race. Um, Sexton has earned so much respect from me. Not that he didn't have it, right? I mean, he's a bad dude, and he rides amazing. But I've always, and I've said this for you know my whole time on 
being on these dumb shows. I have so much more respect for outdoor guys who, who win championships and fight through all the adversity and all the weather and all the things that can go wrong in 24 races than I do in Supercross. I love Supercross. It's great to watch and everything else. But, you know, it's not that hard, I think, compared to the outdoors. So I have I just, I have so much more respect for outdoor champions. I just do. And, and Sexton, you know, has gone from this guy that, you know, has one moto win outdoors in 250 class. And he overheated at that, couldn't ride the second moto. And, you know, uh, maybe a guy that made a lot of mistakes in Supercross but could, could lay down a fast lap but could make a lot of mistakes and maybe mentally wasn't able to focus enough to get it done indoors. And he's still, you know, there's still questions about that. But I have, not, again, not that I didn't have respect for him, but I have so much respect for him for this outdoor series. How he's been able to persevere, how he's been able to cut through the pack, how he's been able to tough it out. I mean, he pushed Tomac to the limit, Millville. I just hat tip to Chase Sexton for this outdoor season, JT. Just really, really cool. Yeah, he's been great. Uh, I, I'm not as much in agreement on the, you know, the outdoors is so much harder. Um, they're different. They're, they're different. Uh, outdoors is more taxing on your body. But the, the skill and what you have to be willing to risk uh, to to do well in Supercross to be that level, um, I, I think are comparable. They're just different. They they the ask is different. Um, so I don't really hold one in more regard over the other. But regardless of that, uh, Chase Exton has really made a statement for himself this year, and I'm already to the point where like going into 2023, he will be one of the top tier like Supercross favorites for me. Like, does he win? I, I don't know. Don't really care. But he has vaulted himself into a, a championship contender now where I really didn't have him there before. Yeah. There were just too many holes in his game. I didn't see enough. The consistency wasn't there. I, I'm there now. I'm, I'm all the way there. Now, yeah. again, I don't know that he's going to be my pick. That's not really the point. It's just that he has taken a significant step forward in the trajectory, trajectory of his career. You think Dungey keeps going? What do you think? Marv announced uh, that he re-signed with KTM for Supercross only. That was a great move. He's only got a win last year, beating Webb and AP in the points. Uh, I could see it going Dunge outdoors again next year, but do you think Dunge goes, does Supercross next year? I don't think he does Supercross, no. no. Uh, I, I don't think that's even something he wants to do. Um, it's Again, it com- comes back to that point I was just making. Like They're a very different ask, and to me the risk factors are, are much different. Um, I don't think he wants to try to go down that Supercross path because he probably hasn't been practicing Supercross, right? Where mm-hmm. where he was riding motocross, you, you stay kind of familiar with it, and, and Supercross has evolved. And, and I, I just don't think that's something he wants to do, nor do I think he wants to race 17, time, or, you know, 17 times out of 18 weekends. Like, I don't think that's something he really wants to do either. So, to me, a win here would be find an agreement where, you know, say – Marvin stays in Supercross, and Ryan rides that bike outdoors. To me, that's a win for KTM. It's a win for both of those two guys. They get to do what they choose to do. Marvin can go then ride, you know, World Supercross or whatever his intentions are, and everybody gets a little bit of what they want. KTM gets a contender and a feel-good story in the the motocross series, and then Marvin was the only KTM winner last year, so how do you not give him that opportunity too? Uh, 702-586-PULP. We've got a few lines open. We're giving away a set of uh, Fly Racing Zone Pro goggles, same ones JB wears, and a set of FMF goggles as well here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. As I said, 702-586-7857. So DV was on the show on Monday, as you know, and he had some harsh words for 
ET's bike setup, Tomac's bike setup, said he didn't think it looked that good, didn't think it worked that good, you know, gave full props to Eli for, for being such a great rider and all that, and just didn't think it looked good. And I don't, I don't see that. I don't see what DV sees. Uh, certainly he was a great rider. But uh, do you think he has anything there to, to it? You know, I'm not – it's probably on me. I just – when I watch a guy ride, it, it has to be a glaring issue for me to be like, oh, wow, that setup is mm-hmm. way off. Um, so I'm just not as sensitive to the small little adjustments to be like, oh, wow, he, his bike looks like it's kicking there. You know, Keeper's pretty good at that. DV's good at that. Um, I, I think Red Dog is pretty good at that. It's just not a strength of mine. So I don't – when I watch it, I'm like, damn, he's going really fast. Like, you know, like the rear tire where I, I thought – he was having to be less aggressive than he wanted to be in that first moto. Mm-hmm. That's about as far as I was willing to go. I just, yeah. when I was watching him, like when you get on the lean angle, he just wasn't just hammer down throttle style that Eli likes to ride with. I just felt like he was watching him and watching chase. Like you could tell he was frustrated that he couldn't go with chase, but he also, it looked to me like he was having to hold back a little bit because if I, if I do run it up to an 11, I'm going to get spit off this thing. And, uh, yeah, he yeah. clearly didn't agree with me and then probably proved me wrong in that second moto. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, to your specific question, I don't know that I have enough. Uh, it, it's not really my strength to kind of see that. Right. Um, all right. Barsha's at a, on a 250F at Glen Helen today is the word I get. Riding the yeah, day at Glen Helen, 250F. Yep. Yep. I think both of them are going to uh, – you know, it's really down to Christian and Justin Barsha at this point uh, who's going to get the nod. And I think both of them are going to put some time in on the 250 and uh, see how it goes, you know. And I don't know what that accomplishes because unless you have objective people there watching, then everybody's come. Yeah, man, we're killing it. We're great. Yeah. Like 250, our guys, our guys, amazing. You know, like okay, then you're back to square one again. So yeah. Uh, but yes, I, I do believe the plan is for both of them to spend some time on the 250 this week and maybe again next week. Yeah, should be interesting to see what they end up doing. They want to have the team picked by Unadilla, but Tomac was saying on the show even that's a little bit early. Why are we doing it so early? And I'm like, yeah, photo shoots. Who cares? Like, you know, they, they put all this stuff on at Indiana, and they do a photo shoot, and even Eli was like, why Why are we naming the team so early? Let's wait. We got time. Use it. You know, and, and that's a good point. Why are we picking yeah, the team yeah. by that? Yeah. You know, I think there's two sides to that coin. One is you want to give as much time to everyone as possible to prepare, right? I, I think if you have, okay, this is the direction everybody's moving forward, then riders can start to wrap their heads around it and prepare and you can start riding the 250 like one day a week and and you know getting more comfortable to it but on the other side of that i understand eli's point is like hey this is a big deal it's in america again those guys understand how it felt when they lost and we've lost a a bunch in a row they don't want to do that again so if if we can make a wiser decision by delaying it a week or two then let's do that Right. And, and I, I don't know right or wrong or what, and neither does anybody else. That's why we don't have a definitive answer, but I can understand Eli's side is like, Hey, let's take as much time as possible to make the wisest choice possible. And then we can live with the results after that. But rushing into a decision, which may, once we lock in that decision, we're stuck with it, right. Unless there's injury or something. And if that turns out to be the wrong decision, we learn that two or three weeks later, like, then we're, you know, that that was obviously yeah. the wrong direction. Well, listen, DV gave Tomac an impassioned plea to drop to a 250. And Eli was like, you got me thinking. My gears are grinding now. He absolutely was listening to DV. I don't think in the end it, anything happens from it, but he was very much uh, uh, taking DV's passion in for dropping to the 250F. 
You know? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not there. I think. I think Eli is too potent on the 450 because I, I really think if Eli rides to the best of his ability, there's a chance he goes one-one. Now, I believe that Hurlings is going to show up, and I believe that Ferrandis is going to show up. I don't have confirmation of that. It's just my personal belief. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, the the Hurlings thing makes things more difficult because we know how good Jeffrey is. But I still. When you look at the the field out there and and you take in the way Eli's riding on a track, he's very good on. And then Jeffrey hasn't really raced or been riding at all. Dylan's coming off injury. Like I still say Eli's probably the favorite there to take those one 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 off the board, and then you just subject him to whatever kind of start he gets on the two fifty and all those things. Uh-huh. I just I don't. I don't think that's the right path. After the last MXD, and I am not going to sit here and say like he's the favorite for a 1-1 or anything. I mean, we saw Koldenhoff beat Jeffrey. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. I'm just saying on paper. If you're an odds maker and you're saying who's the best rider going into this race, I mean, you can't really argue that with with an injured hurling. I don't uh, think you can say, okay, who's the best rider? Who are you going to say? Koldenhoff? No. I don't know, man. I was there. I went to Redbud. I I saw it, and I I got scared. yeah, but if your point is you're going to say Colton Hopper, he's not even the best MXGP guy, not even by a lot. He wasn't when he won either. So I, I understand. I don't. But I'm know. saying on paper, this right. is how odds makers do things. They don't go. Well, I watched Colton Hoff, and I saw him it was great. That's not I, what they I, do. I, I they can't. go, okay, here are the results. This is the data. This is how we're going to assign odds based on the data. It's all it's all binary. Like it's not. Well, you remember that time where you know we were in China and Koldenhoff was so great. Like that, that none of that factors in. The past results don't count. You know, as far as like this race, weirdo one-off things. You just have to look at it and say, okay, if everything goes normally, which for most of Eli's career he has ridden great at this event. Did that translate into winning every time? No, but he has ridden really well at this event. I don't think Ryan Dungey has always ridden well at this event. That that's fair to say. Um, but I think Eli, for the most part, has performed. You know, that we go back to like even going back to Germany, uh, 2013, he was phenomenal. Yes, he crashed trying to pass Roxham, but he, he really rode well. You go to Latvia, he was hauling ass in Latvia, bad start. I, he may have even tipped over in the first turn, really held him back. Um, but I don't get worried about him not showing up, per se, like air quotes around showing up at this event. So, yeah, I think he'll be just fine. You give him that paddle tire, you give him all of the momentum that he has coming off of this season. I don't see a reason why he's not running around the front all day long. All right, let's get some phone calls. It's Taylor on one. What's up, Taylor? How are you, man? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. What's your question? Good. Really enjoying the debate that we're hearing here. Uh, and it's odd because Coldenoff seems to be good at that designation sometimes, so it is odd. Um, but a couple things that I have here. Uh, first off, so you, you mentioned Kicker Arena Cross being sold out. Um, yeah. And I've been told, I've been told uh, from from some guys that they're actually going to go to like a fourteen to seventeen round schedule, one night event, so like a Supercross schedule. So, do we expect to see any like bigger name teams showing up to this deal then? Well, when is it? Is I heard it was in the fall, but it's already July twenty first. I I don't see any schedule. Uh, I heard they were going to do it in the fall, uh, and then not conflict with Supercross. So until you can tell me, Taylor, where the schedule is, I can't tell you if we'll see anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you know, that definitely makes sense. I mean, I know we'll see Phoenix Honda yeah. there most likely. Yeah, um, sure. But, no, but, that 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 we'll see it. But yeah, I don't I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. Trying to find a team to wrench for there, man. Um that's 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 my goal. And yeah. the other thing is the other thing is, uh I'm a privateer mechanic. Um so you you remember those days, Steve. 
uh, van life and everything. Mm-hmm. Why is it that these guys who are under semis, like, you know, a Phil or a March Banks or, or whatever, they get called privateers sometimes. And that just pisses me off because a true privateer mechanic or a privateer like myself, I'm sleeping on totes in the back of the van going to the races, man. Yeah, and, but, but I'm with you. I was one of those guys. But how many riders do the whole series – out of a van nowadays in this in this in this year like like Yamaha you know Club MX gets bikes and parts from Yamaha but everything else you can buy on their bikes so there's no factory stuff right they aren't mm-hmm. paid by the factory um, it's just a different it's different nowadays right you, I I'm with you I, I know what you're saying but if they aren't privateers. They aren't, they're not factory riders. We know that. So, and if they're not privateers, yeah, what are they? There's, what, there's like two different. There's there's like two different levels of it. I feel. Of like. course, yeah, um, absolutely. But but you know, there's pri- you know, privateers like us who are sleeping in, on totes in the back of the van in gas station raviolis, and then just like you said, there's guys like Club who are not full factory, but they're not like privateer privateer. Yeah, I, I'm fine with calling them privateers. To be honest, Taylor, I, I get your. I know what you're saying. They're flying in the races. They're, they're, they're showing up with a semi-truck. But, like, again, how many guys, full privateers, are doing the series nowadays that aren't on teams? There's not that many. You know? No, you, you know, you got your Starling, your Breeze, guys like that. Yeah, but sure. Not, but Not but many. Not, not many. many. You know, like, so you'd have to go pretty far down to find guys, like, in the old days, you know? Um, when I was doing it with Nick or, or, or you know, I mean, shit, Motor Triple X. I mean, uh, to me, that was as privateers as they come. But we had a truck. We had a truck. It wasn't yeah. a semi, but... I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a gray area. I get it. I know what you're saying, but yep. So yeah, uh, yeah. All right, all right. guys. Well, thanks I for the call. It. And shout out, shout out to the privateers like Runkles and Stepic who are killing it this yeah, year. Yeah, Stepic's doing really well for sure. Thanks, man. Yeah, good dude. Appreciate right, thank it. You. Thank Bye. you. Uh, all right, we got uh, Jake on two. Jake, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, dude? How are you guys doing? Good. Um, so DV Monday, obviously. It was a good show. Bad. He's he's hilarious. He had me laughing like a lot. But then, so a couple of times, I almost wanted you to mute his mic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, just, just maybe three or three and a half times. Yeah. The 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 uh, the feedback for DV on social from our listeners is not all positive. It is not uh, not all positive. Definitely, there were some uh, so some I'm, anger. I'm positive because he he brings like a really funny look at things because he's he's there and and he's he's saying at one point like yeah i don't even care to be here but i think deep down he really loves getting his word out because he gets so hyped up and you know on the edge (laughs) he gets hyped up pretty quick yeah no i agree um so second thing so jet and hunter obviously just kicking ass but do you think i'm watching a lot of races this last week and I don't see last year them beating everyone this bad. So yeah. Do you think they took a huge step forward, or do you think like Star and these other guys are just fighting, like they're changing a lot of parts, well, I'm seeing and just yeah. Cooper's searching, Cooper's so. not the same guy. That foot injury is is uh, not good. JT, I don't know if you heard me off the top of the show, but if you could get a time machine, and we know they're around, and it's totally a, a believable uh, idea, if you got a time machine. And took 2021 Justin Cooper, dropped it into this year. Is he as close to the uh, Lawrence brothers as he was last year? I don't think so. I think Jet's better. And you would expect Jet to be better. 
than than he was last year. You know, he's he's still a kid, right? He's turning 19 as we speak now, and uh, I just think he's more polished. I think their bike is significantly better as well, which is is a big part of this. I mean, you look at their starts; they're at the front almost every single time now, comparatively to where they used to be. Um, I, I think the biggest factor there is no J-Mart. You know, J-Mart was really, really strong until he got hurt. And uh, not having him out there takes a lot of the shine off of that class. And it's really turned in, you know, couple that with the Justin Cooper injury, and it's turned into a, a Lawrence Brothers show. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it was interesting to see if Justin Cooper can get it back. That's for sure. I heard he's going to do 250 Nationals again next year. So, uh, you know, healthy and ready to go, Justin Cooper. Can he get it back? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking another thing, too, is when's the last time someone someone in the 250s did that many overalls in a row? Mm, that, yeah, it's a good question. Well, uh, Jet, uh, Jet didn't get red, bud, right? Um, so, I, I don't know. Yeah, we'd have to check it out. Um, oh, yeah. It's been a while since I think we it was five, five going into that. Yeah, yeah, five in a row. I feel like that's been done a little bit here and there. I don't but. even think, yeah, I don't even think in the last maybe six or seven years at least. J-Mart's first title season was pretty dominant. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for calling, man. Thank you. Yeah, dude, you guys have a good one. Thank you. Uh, Let's go to Vital Jamie. Vital Jamie. What's up, Steve? JT? What's up, man? What's up? Uh, So I got two questions. Well, first, JT, are you going to join me in the Steve Mathis judgmental support group this week? Uh, Man, I've been here for like a decade or two. So it, it's fine. I'm I'm almost numb to it, but yeah, it's there. There definitely should be some sort of foundation uh, to support those that Steve has chosen to make the bane of it, their existence. And but trust me, I never, I never get it dished out to me at all. No one makes fun of me or or picks on me or anything. Not at yeah, the same level that you don't send it out. Don't worry, I am uh, I am uh, yeah free of all of that. It's it's a great life I lead. <laughs> You don't get it. I don't think you get it as much as you dish it. Right. So I would say that Steve is Steve and a couple other people that the callers wouldn't know are the the biggest perpetrators of this in my life. Steve, who would be the one you would point to that says giving you the most grief? Yeah, you. Me daily, daily. Come on, daily. Politics, politics, motocross stuff. I mean, you're going you're going right at me. I'm going at just, like, stuff that you, like, believe in or whatever. Like, we argue about politics or whatever. You go, like, right at things that I'm specifically doing. Again, I don't want to get into this because you're mad about it, but if if we had a jury of 12 people and I laid out a case for a gentleman carrying and checking a cooler of food, the the, the jury would come back and be like, that's odd. That's all. Not not one thing why you're doing it. Odd is one thing, but bashing him like it's... Not bashing. I don't know. Not bashing. Uh, Remember, Vital Jamie, he had a talk with me about my weight and... I didn't want you to die, Steve. I know. If you you can show me that my four four (laughs) of healthy food is going to kill me... It's not going to kill you, but it's the same thing. It's the same... It's not. You saw saw something as a friend and you spoke out. I see lots of things that I don't bring up. (laughs) Okay, well, okay. (laughs) Lots of things. All right, Jamie, don't right. don't get us started. We only have an hour. Okay, uh, Max Bolin this weekend. Max. I feel like he's getting better. Obviously, still young, still figuring things out. Not very aggressive yet, but he has great technique. Where do you see him this weekend? I think it's a track that he'll be better than last year at, I hope. Um, a lot of throttle control. I, feel, I think he's going to have his best race of the year. 
I'll tell you what. I am. Uh, I'm on Max Volan bandwagon. I've been that way. He was pushed up too early. They gave him a three-year deal. I like Talon. I like sort of how what he thinks the kid. And I've heard, you know, he makes Max go and ride the roughest sand tracks. Right? He's he, he he's not babying him at all. I'm a Max Volan fan, but dude, I got to tell you, like, judging on social media, which isn't you know the ultimate judge of anything, like people just want to burn this kid for not winning, and you know the tide has turned against him a little bit. And I'm always like, wait, wait, he's still young. He wasn't supposed to get this ride this soon. So I feel like I'm shouting into the wind here a little bit with Max Volan, JT. Yeah, it's it's a blessing and a curse, right? Like he was handed one of the most coveted spots. In the sport, you're on Red Bull KTM alongside Marvin Muscan and Cooper Webb, right? That's great. But if everyone isn't on the same page, which I believe his team is, right? The, the important people, the, the decision makers are on the same page. This was a plan that we knew it. We know it's early. We don't expect you to go win. Just work your way into this and let's develop you into someone who can win. And, and I firmly believe that was the narrative the entire time. But this is a cruel sport and, and the average fan doesn't know, right? So if you, the average fan is thinking, well, he got that spot. He must be ready to go win in the 250 class. But if that's not really the case, how do you do like you put out a PR saying, Hey, everyone, we've signed Max Voland, but we know he's not that good yet. Right? Like you can't do that. So it's really difficult for anyone on the inside to control how that message is delivered. And then if you run around in seven, eight, and nine, in his first Supercross season, which he was, I think that was everybody was okay with that. This Supercross season, I'll, I'll tap out of that was really, really bad. But I think he's progressing. Like, he, he needs to continue to get better. But like that first moto at Spring Creek, if you're looking for signs that this plan is working, I don't know what more you can look for than that, right? He was battling with Shimoda hard, right, for a podium position in a moto. That, to me, is reinforcement that we just need to continue down this road and he's going to develop into the guy that they want, right? Because Jet's going to be out of the class next year. You know, Justin Cooper's time is running out. J-Mart, we know, is aging out. Like, there's going to be a, a void here, and these kids like Shimoda and Voland and whoever else decides to step up are going to be the new leaders of that class, along with Hunter for a while. So I, I think it's fine. I really um, think it's a long-winded long-winded way of saying i think it's fine you just need to you know continue to be patient i don't as 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 to jamie vital jamie's question i don't see why shugel being a particular good or bad track for max do you jt i think it's pretty good yep. if you look at where he grew up you know he's, he's in that uh norcal area just outside sacramento think about what hangtown is like and it's i don't know how much steve you've been to other tracks around there marysville and these other tracks but it's very similar to that type of soil, hard pack, baked, like summer is just brutally hot, no traction at all. That should translate well to Washougal. So we're going to find out if, I, if that theory is right or wrong in two days, but I think it could be really good. Um, the number one factor, though, I believe above all else, forget the traction, forget any of that, is the start. If he doesn't start inside the top five or six, you're not going to really see much of him on the day. That's just how it's going to go. If he starts 15th, yeah. you're probably going to be scrolling through the results to find where he finished. If he, start, if he starts top five, you may see him on TV all afternoon. All right, Vital Jamie, thanks for calling in. You are not eligible to win these goggles. Fair enough.
Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, man. See you. Uh, all right, JT, before I let you go, I want to thank the folks at uh, Plum Creek Funding. If you're looking to purchase a home in 2022, JT and I have used Plum Creek Funding for uh, our real estate uh, transactions. First time buyer or investor, Plum Creek Funding has programs to suit your needs. You already own a home, looking to pull cash out or lower your rate? Contact a professional with over 25 years' experience. Zach, Zach, Z A C H, at PlumCreekFunding.com is the email, 720 212 4685. They can do it. Work with your houses. Work with your house in twelve different states. Uh, thanks to Plum Creek Funding for coming on board. All right, JT, uh, Tomac and Jet for Washougal. That's it. Call it a day. I think you have to. Yeah. Um, I, I think Jet for sure. Even though this is a track, he claims he doesn't ride well. So keep that in mind. Maybe, maybe that's a little bit of a precursor to him being a, a touch off of what you know we we expect from him. And then the other side of that, you know, Chase. What we opened with, Chase could be very, very good here. Um, he was so close to winning last week. I still think he's been the most underserved story of this motocross season. Like, he has been so phenomenal in the face of EUI winning seven motos in a row and four overalls in a row. Like he's just he just keeps coming and doesn't seem to be deterred whatsoever. Uh, so yes, I think you're right on the the most likely picks, but I, I don't know if it's going to be that easy this weekend. All right, fair enough. Live show uh, tomorrow night at the track, uh, 7.30 um, in the stage, uh, somewhere in the middle of the track. I don't exactly know where it is, but myself, JT, and Weege and some special guests will be there. So come hang out, and, uh, yeah, we'll wrap and we'll talk. uh, We'll probably argue a little bit on the live show. Yeah, yeah. Free to anyone that uh, has entered the track, paid to get in the race. The the show is free, so come, come hang out. All right, sounds good, man. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Okay, guys. See you. All right, Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Uh, thanks to the folks at ProTaper as well, ProTaper.com. Uh, chains, sprockets, bars. They got the new ACF bar, the first carbon fiber reinforced handlebar for motocross out there, ProTaper.com. What's up, Kicker Bob? How are you? Steve, hey, as, as DV would say, yeah, 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 when it comes to all your announcements. Right, right, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you got to do that. I mean, we, we got to pay for you to, to do all I don't, I mean, like, you know, DV was, uh, that was a, a $400 uh, a co-hosting job. Does he think that that's just free? I just, I'm going to just have to pay that without getting sponsors? I mean, come on, DV. Did you get him sushi? Uh, no sushi. No, we didn't do sushi. <laughs> Hey, uh, a couple questions for you on a um, couple different things. Flow Motorsports to Mav TV. I'm not going to put it down a ton. I'm just wondering, with all that changing, I've noticed possibility of some changes in commentary as well. Is is uh, is James Stewart still going to be doing one? I yeah. Mean, you kind of questioned whether he'd show. No, he's he's in. He's uh, listen to the Lee at Reraceables we did with Stu. He's in for Bud's Creek. All day long. Okay. Uh, this weekend I'm trying is trying to figure out where you talk this, about it. This weekend is um, uh, Ryan Villapoto. So, yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and then uh, let's see here. Oh, so I got to do it because I listened to. I obviously listened each week, but I listened a couple weeks ago, and I think it was Roxon was saying, uh, "I'm not giving anything away to anyone because no one ever says please." So, uh, Steve, I'm going to go down that path. Steve, can I please have the goggles this week? Uh, that's up to uh, Tits Legendary in the corner there. <laughs> I just I, I had to say it because I, I heard him saying, give, I'm not Bob giving away. Pair of goggles? No, whatever. I think it's been a while. I, I know he's won something like ages and ages and ages ago, okay. so it's been a while. All right. So I'll allow it Can if I, you're okay with it. All right, you're, we'll allow it, Kicker Bob. Stay on the line, <laughs> all right? I don't condone the asking right. I know, that's, on that's, the air. That's what so I know. this is right. your tone of line. All right, <laughs> Kicker, Kicker Bob's towing the line. 
Uh, let's get our next guest here from Get and Athena. Again, two-stroke, four-stroke ECUs, the RPM dashboard. You saw that on Antonio Caroli's bike when he was here earlier on. And, uh, yeah, Get is absolutely crushing it along with her sister, sister company, Athena. What's up, Truman? How are you, man? I'm good. We just got a semi-truck uh, of ECUs and cylinder kits in today, and nice. it's like Christmas. It's been stuck <laughs> at the port for a little while, so yeah. uh, I'm sending out messages to customers, letting them know they're going to be shipping uh, today and tomorrow. Nice. So it's, uh, uh, it's a good day. Uh, a good day. Uh, are we going to see Caroli uh, the last little bit? That's the word? The rumor? He, yeah, I don't, I mean, who cares? They can get mad at me. They already hate me anyway, so yeah, I think so. Yep. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, the plan is to come back over for a little bit, get some prep in for Motocross Nations. Um, nice. Him and his him and his family would like to come to Florida, do a little Disney World trip, maybe come ride at uh, the compound a little mm-hmm. bit down here. And yep. uh, we have a uh, the Athena uh, U.S. division is in Florida. Uh, Tony is obviously very linked in with Athena, so he wants to come by here. We have some stuff in the works for the future. So yeah. Um, I do think we see Tony again. Nice. Yeah, good to see you. Uh, yeah, it'd be really awesome. Um, obviously, he spoke about wanting to race Redbud because that's where the Nations is. But he'll st- Indiana, Unadilla, those are all good tracks, you know. So. Yeah, and I think more so it's the bike and, and that kind of stuff. Yep. A little bit different. I mean, he could ride the Euro bike, but he really doesn't have a Euro spec bike. He's not racing over there right now. So, yep. um, yeah, I think, I think we see him again. Uh, cool contest from the Get and Athena guys. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, they're going to send people to, to the MXDN. Yeah, so uh, if you go check out Steve's Instagram or my Instagram, Dan Truman 101, uh, yeah, we decided it'd be cool to give away a trip to Redbud. You know, it's uh, on paper, it's looking like one of the best motocross nations with riders that are wanting to go from all the countries. Uh, Jeffrey wants to come back. The U.S. riders are all in. Australia's got a great team. Uh, Tony's getting to run the number one plate. Like, so it's pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, no purchase necessary or anything. Just go follow the instructions, make a post. Um, Put the hashtag Lands of Success and uh, yeah, win you a trip. Awesome, yeah, sounds good. Uh, thanks to the folks at Get and Athena, and of course, if you want an ECU that the Get is known for, you want an RPM dashboard, uh, a wireless hour meter, email us. Email us using the contact form on uh, pulpmx.com, and we'll pass it on uh, to Dan, and he'll give you a Pulp Show listener discount. Uh, all right, let's cover some things that we didn't do with JT here, Dan. Um, obviously, uh, neither neither one of us has. Kawasaki's uh, internal budgeting for 2023 on hand and monster stuff and all of that. But I did speak to somebody high up who told me there's a possibility they run three bikes, meaning Joey, because uh, that's working pretty well. That's fitting in really nicely. Um, guys like them and everything else. Is that just like, uh, hey, tell Mathis it's a possibility, or do you really think they could do that? Uh, I think they could do it. Are you sure that it's Joey for the third bike? No, I guess I'm not. Okay. Because there uh, is Forkner lurking, right? Yeah. I just wasn't sure if you were like, oh, it's Joey, that's all. Well, but, I, I was talking about Joey saying this is really working well and it's awesome and he's getting better. And I'm like, is there any chance there's a third bike? And I was told there's a chance. Yeah, I think there there is a chance. Um that it's possible, I don't see it happening. But yeah, they, they're. I have heard talks of it as well. I don't necessarily know that it's Joey though. I asked about Forkner riding 450 outdoors uh, because he had told the media that, and and obviously you know these 450 guys all the time they tell the media, yeah, I'm riding 450 next year when you know they're really they have no plan or anything, right? Um, but I was actually said told also that yeah, yeah. I mean, it totally depends on how his Supercross season goes. 
You know, yeah, but, I've, heard, I've heard both sides of it. I've heard that, you know, obviously he has that contract that was written where he's supposed to move up a long time mm-hmm. ago, but he had the injuries. So I haven't seen it myself, but I think the plan would be a lot like the same thing we're hearing with Jet, you know, do 250 Supercross, uh, kind of call it the Sexton plan. Let's move up outdoors for 450 and get get our feet wet on a 450 mm-hmm. uh, first. But, yeah, I, I don't know if that goes one way or another. Mitch has been hit with some injuries, and maybe they need him for outdoors. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see, right? Um, all right, another thing, uh, Barsha's riding a 250F today at Glen Helen. Uh, I, I imagine that. Craig will get, be, get on one as well soon, so we're seeing a little bit of a – Clarity here that Barsha. I mean, we already knew that, but we're seeing that Barsha's in the mix, and we're seeing that um, uh, Craig is in the mix. So, yeah, I, I support that. Uh, it just shows uh, I'm, I'm good with either guy. I think both guys gonna both guys will represent the USA well. Um, I think Justin Cooper would have been a great choice, but he's just maybe not up to where. Justin Cooper of last year was due to his injury and having to kind of rush back in a hurry. Mm-hmm. So that's what hurt Justin Cooper. But I love that the U.S. is finally starting to think outside the box of, hey, let's just put our best three guys there. I think Anderson would have been a good choice too, but he's let us all know that he's going to get a minor a minor surgery after the season. So, yeah, Justin or Christian, I'd be good with either of them. Um, I do lean a little bit towards the star bike, just at Redbud and – and that's out of it, but I mean mm. the gas gas has been good too. Well, let's hope Tim Ritchie doesn't dump dump a bunch of sand on there and put a big uh, <laughs> big thing before the leap, a big a roller, you know, and all of that. So yeah. you know, um, hey, what do you know about uh, Loretta Lynn's uh, kids coming out to Unadilla in a few weeks? Um, who's who's racing? Do we know for sure that we'll see some of these dudes after Loretta? Yeah, yeah, I think we'll see Chance Hymas. Uh, he's the Honda amateur. Mm-hmm. He's been training at the 83 compound for Loretta's, and I think he'll continue to stay after Loretta's. But uh, I think his plan is to go pro after Loretta Lynn's, at least you know try some pro races. And you know he did the Supercross Futures with Ryder D, and you know they kind of battled it out through those races. Uh, I believe Ryder will be back after Loretta's as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean we've seen a little bit of him, so we'll see more of that. Talon Hawkins for Husky. I don't really know of any of the other top kids if they're going to do it or not. Um, I think the plan was always LeBlanc was going to race Loretta's and then move up afterwards, but he, he ended up doing the whole series. Yeah. Same with Romano. So I'm sure there'll be a couple that I, that I don't know of, but um, as far as the top tier guys, uh, Ryder D and, and Chance will be those guys. Right. All right, let's get us some phone calls here with Dan Truman from Get and Athena. First up, it is Briggs on one. What's up, Briggs? Well, not so much, guys. How's it going? Good. What's happening? Question, um, Joey, um, Brock Tickle, what's going on with Brock? And you guys just mentioned that uh, third rider at Cali. What about Brock or what is he up to or his potential future? No, I, you know, the, the idea that was going around last summer was that Tickle signed with Cowie as a testing guy and a fill-in guy. And if there's an in- injury, he will fill in. We saw Adam get hurt. He didn't fill in. We saw uh, them pick up Joey and not put Tickle on the bike. Uh, uh, I think he's done, Dan. I think he really, really likes what he's doing with Cowie. He's working well with Anderson. I don't know if he has a desire to race. Uh, yeah, he's just doing R and D testing stuff. Yeah, so that was you. You're correct. That was the plan, I believe. But uh, when those guys got hurt, Brock still rides every week, by the way, with Jason and, and the guys and Joey, and trains. Uh, he trains Jason. He also trains uh, Jet Reynolds and a couple other guys, Austin Black, I believe. But uh, it sounded like when Cowie, when AC got hurt, Cowie told Brock, hey, listen, we like where this is going with Jason. Let's not change anything because he helps with the bike, and I think he helps Jason a lot. So Cowie was happy to just 
keep doing what he was doing. So um, I don't. I think Brock is asked to maybe keep his number for another year just in case. But I don't know that we see Brock race full time yeah. anymore. But it's working out pretty well, huh, Dan? That whole thing's really like. I mean, Adam, Jason, the team—they're really crediting Brock. Yeah, Brock is. But Brock is an awesome human. He's he's great to work with. I think he brings uh, you know a fun atmosphere around those guys. And I mean, it just shows Jason was fit all year, right? And nobody was looking at Brock like, hey, he's Alden Baker or, or he's that guy, right? But he had Brock or he had Jason in great shape to win, you know, seven or eight mm-hmm. Supercrosses, whatever it was, his first outdoor. So I think it's been awesome for Brock. It's been a really good fit at Cowie. He worked with some of those guys at RCH um, with Aaron and those guys. So yeah, I think it's a good fit. All right, thanks, Briggs. Thanks for the call, man. Hey, can, can, I, can I ask just um, yeah. one other thing? Hey, what do you guys think of A1, Daytona, and Vegas all being 250 shootout rounds? Um, and then one more thing, and I'll get off the phone for you guys. Evgeny Mikolov has been in the U.S. for, I think, a year or two now, living down in Florida. Mm-hmm. And he just qualified for Loretta's. I saw that. And he got denied due to this whole Russia thing, which I think is absolutely BS. I mean, the guy's an amazing rider. He's been over here for a while. I mean, I get that his nationality is Russian, but yeah. I just think it's complete BS. Well, honestly, uh, we saw Bobashev, right, get turned down to race the uh, Nationals. Uh, if Jenny Bobashev too. Uh, I, 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 I don't know, yeah. man. I see both sides of it. If you think it's BS, uh, I understand that. Um, I see the other side as well. Like, I'm totally – I get both sides. If you let him race, I, I get it. If you don't let him race, I understand that also. I don't have a strong opinion either way. It sucks for him, though. Absolutely sucks for him. Uh, but it also sucks for Ukraine, right? So I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I get it either way. So. And then the shootout stuff. But you guys have a good show. Thank Thanks, you. man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, I'd like more shootouts. I think that the whole thing about the, uh, uh, sh- you know, the, the series starting on the west, and le- if you get injured, you can drop to the east, and let's not start the east right away. It's like we just coddle these guys. We just coddle them. If a 450 guy gets hurt. Hey, you missed Anaheim one. Shit happens. Sorry for your luck, but we always just coddle the two fifty riders, you know. So yeah, I mean, real quick on the on the Russia thing, I agree with you, Steve. I see both sides of it. I mean, uh, it's 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 tough. I think the AMA or MX Sports just kind of said, hey, we're just going to follow these these guidelines that others are following, and that and that's that. It's unfortunate for some people, but I see both sides of it. So I'm with that. On you know, I agree with you on that. Uh, the shootout thing. I mean, I would just like to see one 250 series at this point. Mm-hmm. Some of these races are are, and not to take away some of these guys who gets fifths or sixth, but some of them are very weak when guys start to get hurt. And we always did this east and west because it was too expensive for the teams to go back and forth. All the same teams yeah, are doing both east and west. Yeah, that's a long. They're like, oh, there'll be less jobs. I don't think there will be less jobs because I think that they'll still have four riders on each team because guys get hurt and stuff. So. Um, any yeah, series, I mean, any series where stars of the sport are taking dives, is fucked. Yeah. It's fucked. It needs to get changed. We cannot have yeah. that. So whatever you got to do, more, yeah. east and, more east and west. I pushed for that before there was even more than one. Yeah. it was something that I had always pushed for with Feld. I was every time stuff was brought up or asked, I said we need more east-west races. I think it's awesome. It mix up, mixes up the points. Uh, I mean, even an east-west triple crown would be awesome, right? Like we've never had one. Mm-hmm. Like let's do one. Why yeah. not? If yeah. we have triple crowns, let's make one. So again, the 250 Supercross series needs to stop being treated. Like it's the end all and be all to your career. Like it doesn't mean much. We have a lot of 250 Supercross champions that never went on to do jack shit. Uh, it's a great championship to win, but it is just clearly a stepping stone. So let's not cater our rules and cater our series and cater the the feelings of these 250 teams. 
to trying to win one of these titles. Who cares in the end of things? You know what I mean? Uh, we, we, we promote this thing way too much, and if we, if we do want to promote this thing and we want to talk about it, then make it one series because then that will be a real championship, you know? So, yeah, um, 100%. All right, let's get to uh, – we got a Tom Vial question on two. Uh, Tom, what's up? You got a Tom Vial question? Yeah, and I actually have two questions now. Um, one, what's fueling Tom coming over? I- I've heard some rumors that it's because he doesn't want to move up from the MX2 bike. He's a little older. He's 21, I think, going on 22. So he's a little older to be starting Supercross. What's what's driving that? Do we know? Uh, I agree. I heard that he didn't want to point out either or get out of the class. Um, I, I, David Villeman was in on Monday, and Villeman's obviously French and said that Vial does not have a lot of Supercross championship. He didn't race those French championships like we saw so many other guys do. So they were worried about his uh, Supercross uh, skills. Dan, what do you hear? Yeah, I mean, the reason he's moving up is uh, he can't race MX2, uh, 250 class, if he wins the title. Uh, you you can only win two titles in MX2 according to the rules, the way I read it. Uh, he did lose the points lead, though. So, I mean, if he doesn't win this title, I I assume he just stays in Europe again and races MX2 oh, I, again. I hear it's, he's over no matter what. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. I think so, but yep. KTM's deep over here. We got <laughs> they have five riders under one truck, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean that's a lot of guys under a truck. So um, I would I would be willing to bet that if he doesn't win the MXGP title, he stays for one more year. Oh, you but think so? Huh? Yeah. Okay. To answer your question, yeah, he's not ready to move up to a 450, so uh, they were going to put him over here. Uh, I don't know his contract. He probably has a contract direct with KTM, probably through next year, I would assume. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's why he's moving up, though. Tom, you want the goggles? Uh, I won a pair of goggles a couple months ago. Oh. I'm good, thank you. Oh, nice. um, what else? Question for you, though, Dan. Has Cairoli been riding the American spec bike, or is he just kind of letting the knee heal before he comes back over? Uh, he's been riding his bike back, back home. Um, so he, he went right back home after Mount Morris. And he has just been riding his Eurobike. I don't know if it's a factory Eurobike or if it's just a U.S. spec, meaning just stock frame, all that stuff. So, um, But he has been doing motos and stuff. I think we'll see a little bit better Crowley when he comes back over. Cool. Good to hear. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. We got uh, Jordan on four. Jordan, you got an MXDN question? Uh, yes. We were actually uh, uh, going to attend the Motocross Nations this year, and we've We've been to Supercross races, but I've, I've never been to an outdoor national or uh, anything. And I was just looking for maybe a little little advice on uh, attending attending that event. Oh yeah, it's gonna be awesome, man! If you've never been to a national before, uh, MXDN, even though the European ones tend to be better than American ones, this one is still pretty good. The last Red Bud, even with the rain and the weather, was really really good. So, I mean, my my advice is you know spend the money, get a pit pass. Walk around, go everywhere. Red Bud's got two spots to watch from, so you know you got to go on both sides. One one side to watch the leap and the sand. Whoops, the other side to watch the other section. So um, yeah, I, I would spend the money on the VIP stuff if you can. I don't know your financial situation, but having a tent and some water and maybe some air conditioning. Uh, well, not that t- that time of year. I guess you don't need it, but I would do that if I, uh, if it was me, Jordan. Okay, appreciate that. I- I had no idea. Uh, I have one more quick question, uh, yep. too, about uh, uh, Millville. What happened to the Whoop Monster? I didn't, I didn't see you many. I heard he retired. Dan, do you have any updates on the Whoop Monster? Yeah, I heard he retired. Uh, maybe He missed a couple years at one yeah. point. There was some, I think he got into a fight with John Martin, the owner. 
Yeah. I, I, I he, heard it. He came back. It was getting a little out of hand. But, yeah, I, yeah. I think he might have officially retired. But, yeah, back to your MX uh, of Nations yeah. question. Yeah, you definitely got to go if you can go. Yeah, it's, it'll be a good time. Uh, Please appreciate it. All right, you want a pair of goggles, Jordan? Oh, heck yeah. That'd all right. be awesome. All right, stay on hold. We'll get them to you. All right. Uh, thanks, Jordan. Yeah, enjoy the uh, MXDN. Uh, it's a it's a good time for sure, and hopefully the weather hangs out. I don't know. Um, we got Chris on three. Chris, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How about you guys? Good. What's going on? Hey, oh, I got one quick suggestion. See if you can pull your power um, for the TV when they're doing qualifying. Can you tell Weez to have him take the leader off the? bottom of the live scoring so we can see all the times <laughs> okay i'll ask him i'll pass that on and then and then with eli if he wins the championship this year um with dylan being out does yamaha throw money at eli to run the number one plate that'd no. be two years in a row they don't have the number one plate yeah no i don't think so i think he's done he said it on monday that he's done he has the option to do it, but I don't think Dan he takes the option. I don't. I don't see nah, it. No, I don't think so. It doesn't. Uh, I mean, if Eli could win Supercross and Motocross and SB and maybe Motocross Nations in the same year, that's you know that's a perfect year for him. Um, I, I think we see Eli race Supercross next year, and and that's it. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it, man. But yeah, Yamaha would like it for sure. But Ferrandis is coming back. Ferrandis is coming back. Unadilla, he'll have the number one plate on the track for Yamaha. So. All right, one uh, more quick thing. Sure, go ahead. If if they took the 250s and made it one series, West and East, um, you take Star Yamaha, Club MX, and all that, you're going to put 20 to 22 basically factory bikes out there. What's going to happen with the privateers? Yeah, well, good luck. <laughs> they need to get faster. They need to get faster, yeah. I mean, I, honestly, and I, I know Dan said – he didn't think there'd be less jobs. I think there would be some less jobs, but not as much as people fear. Uh, you wouldn't have the five guys. You wouldn't maybe have the four guys. But so I think there'd be room for privateers somewhere out there. But um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's perfectly fine. And, and you know what? But what? No one cares about the privateers more than me. Hell, I worked for two of them, took them to top privateers of the year. But I'm kind of with Dan. Yeah, get faster. I don't know. But for Feld, would the sign up um, dwindle instead of having you know 60 riders sign yeah. up to qualify? I don't know. Maybe uh, they, they're not. They're not depending on the two hundred dollars sign up money, though. Their show, Supercross show, is just like any other sports show. It's a twenty-two man show. Right. I mean, realistically, if they cut out heat races and did a super pole and stuff, they could go racing with twenty-two guys and still have a great main event. Yeah. Yep. So there is there is that. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Thanks. Uh, some good points there for sure. Dan, what do we know about this new team coming up next year? I know you're in that orbit. Uh, the uh, partner of Forrest Butler, Mark, um, I forget the gentleman's name. Um, can I start something, or do we know? I'm hearing more and more rumors out there. Yeah, there will be a team. Okay. Um, there's no relations to Forrest Butler, yeah. uh, but th- there will be a, a team, Supercross nice. and Motocross. Well, good. And, uh, yeah, there, w- there will be a team. Good. I like to hear that. More riders, more jobs, more more everything. I imagine I – imagine, uh, Rocky Mountain ATV will be a sponsor, which is good as well, keeping them involved in the sport. So, uh, looking forward to seeing that. All right, listen. Yeah, okay, Rocky Rocky Mountain wanted to stay in the sport. It sounds like that they're 
going to have, uh, you know, they're helping some amateurs out. They'll have an amateur team at Loretta's, it sounds like, as well, uh, helping out uh, some of the AB and Super Mini riders. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's just all kind of coming together. It's, right. It, I help a, help out a little bit when I can, you know, my, my free time that I have so much of. Yes, so. yeah, tons of free time. Uh, absolutely crushing it at Pulp Mex Fantasy, by the way, right now. Dan Truman, everybody. Congrats, Dan. Yeah. It really pains me to, to congratulate you, but you good, good job. Good. I'm gonna win, and I can't win the bike or the prizes, but I still just want to win. Yeah, win. yeah, I know. You're but you're back. You're back after a few down seasons. You're back. Um, yeah, you know some injuries. Ken Roxon stays at Honda. Yes, no. Um, I think that's his best place to stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see him jumping ship to some of these teams. You got to remember, Kenny's had a really long relationship with Red Bull, and I really think that that would. I mean, I guess, I guess he could change, but like. Where does he go? Yeah. Where could, I, I, where could he go? Nope. That's the alternative to where I don't see it working. Uh, somebody in the industry told me right after his next race that he does really well at Astafen will call and they will sign. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, unfortunately, I think the Honda relationship probably isn't as good as it once was. It doesn't help that everyone else on the team is winning. And Kenny is now the, you know, the black sheep that's not winning with Chase and Jet and Hunter. But, uh, I mean... I, look, I was doing results the other day. I'm a nerd with that stuff. And Kenny's been in the top four in, like, every championship he's ever raced in. It's kind of crazy. He, yeah. Maybe he's not winning, but, damn, he's good. Oh, no, absolutely. No, I, I, his, his standard is higher than it, than it is for a lot of guys. So Yeah. It's like, yeah. People are like, oh, he should just quit. And I'm like, but why? He had the red plate in both <laughs> yeah, series this year at some point or something like that, you know? I know. We're, we're a brutal sport that way. Like, NASCAR guy wins one week and then gets 19th the next week, and nobody's saying he sucks and he should – give up his his drive his ride you know but in our sport yeah if you ain't winning you're just shit and he crashes gets run over he's missing parts on his bike gets 16th and they're like yep he's done he just quit yep yeah (laughs) i know i know i'm with you so just just i'm gonna ask you for your winners but do we just go jet and eli and call it a day i heard you ask jt that i I don't think so i think you could go chase here chase won last year here he beat eli straight up the first moto um he went one three i think eli went two two um chase needs to win again uh, he's been awesome, but I think he doesn't want to let Eli get this gap going into mm-hmm. the into the little break. So I'm going to take Chase, and I'm actually going to go with uh, Hunter Lawrence this week. Okay. I had Hunter last week, and I still believe Hunter should have went one one last week. Um, the lapper, the first moto, the red flag, the second moto, and yeah. he was just smoked at that point. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go Hunter and Chase. All right, sounds good, man. Well, Get and Athena, thanks for the time, Dan. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, that's Dan Truman from Get and Athena. And uh, Jason Thomas on earlier. Thank you to Plum Creek Funding, Maxis, Get, Pro Taper, FMF Goggles, and Fly Racing, of course, on the Moto 60 Show, flyracing.com. Uh, we are off for the next two weeks. I will miss you. Enjoy it. I will. Tits. Enjoy the time off. If you want to just come here next Thursday and sit there in silence for an I hour. Will, I will fondly long for you while I miss you. All right, we're getting weird here. See you in a couple weeks, everybody.